Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Want to go to Greece together? No, seriously. How about the spring of 2023? That's right. My favorite yogi, Jose Portillo, and I are back. We are hosting our first international yoga wellness life coaching retreat in Greece. And you can pre-register to be one of the first people to apply. We are only taking 10 people and I would love for you to be one of them. So to stay in the know, visit www.letscreateyourfate.com and get on that list to apply. See you in Greece. Y'all, your favorite sugar mama is back. I'm back and I'm not going to sing. I was just going to ask you. I literally have been telling myself for the last 15 minutes, do not sing, do not sing. No matter what you do, do not say hello in song. <laughs> it's actually I'm, very hard. I'm literally giving you 12 minutes. I, we have the um, timer going and it's. I'm literally going to count down. I bet you. That I sing in, I bet within you. 12 minutes. By the 12 minute mark, you will sing. I yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, right now, I feel like I should. <laughs> I don't know why. Why do I feel 12 like... seconds, y'all? I was off. Not give, minutes, it's seconds. Give me a microphone and suddenly I'm Whitney Houston. I know. Okay, speaking of, um, what is it? What do, you, what do they say? Unpopular opinion? Yeah. Okay, so I had this Whitney Houston Lady Gaga ride at SoulCycle last a couple weeks ago, I guess, by now. But um, so I was on this Whitney Houston kick. And Lacey is like, oh, my God, I love the movie The Bodyguard. Yeah. And I have never seen it. I made her watch it after she'd had a little bit to drink. And then she didn't want to watch it after an hour. And I, mean, so I don't think it counts. Like, you can't count your opinion of it. It's The Bodyguard. I mean, I'm going to need y'all to write in. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to put a poll on Instagram. Please put up a poll. Team Lacey. Have you seen The Bodyguard, first of all? And then second of all, was it good? I'm not going to lie. I was watching The Bodyguard at an inappropriate age. So maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia for me. You know, even watching it, I was thinking, okay, I'm not into this, but I could see how you would be if you had seen it when you were younger and had like the nostalgia with it. Yeah. It's like me watching Hocus Pocus. Yeah. It's a little bit cheesy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. She's... You know, the scenes are a little bit cheesy. We've polished them up in the years that have yeah. passed in the movies. But it's Kevin Cosner. Which, he's also like a little ick for me. Ugh, he's a babe. Okay, a babe. that's that's definitely... Okay, now that's the unpopular opinion. <laughs> okay, he's a babe in 1995. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Costner, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> if any relative of Kevin Costner is listening to this podcast... You can call me when Kevin is single, and is I don't care not? how old he is. Oh, my. I don't know. He's probably married. He's a babe. That's true. I mean, people are probably clawing after that man after the bodyguard came out in 1992. Yeah. We need to look up his height, too, because... No, we did. We did. He's five... Wait. Did we? Yes, because Whitney Houston is 5'8". Yeah, Because I was yeah, like, I'm 5'8". Yeah. I want to say he's like 5'10". Perfect. He's in the fives. Perfect. I'm 5'9". He's taller than me. He might even be 5'8". Okay, whatever. I'll wear kitten heels. Anyway, <laughs> so that brings us into um, dating in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us right into I the would pickings, love to date Kevin The pickings are slim, y'all. Um, it's not easy. We were literally sitting on the couch last night, and I'm like, hey, want to come on the podcast? 
what should we talk about? How about dating in your 30s? Yeah. Well, and I feel like we've had a lot of conversations with some of our younger friends about Mm -hmm. dating. And now I have very hard stances that I take that I wish I had taken when I was in my 20s. I probably would have wasted less time. Yeah. And so while I am single, I still have standards that I uphold. And I don't care how old I get. I'm going to still uphold them. And so now here we are talking about dating. It's Kevin Costner or best. I mean, this is what I hear. That's a pretty good standard. Period. Podcast is over. You know, that's the episode. (laughs) We were like, this is either going to be like a 10 minute podcast or a two hour podcast. Like Joe Rogan dating podcast. Yeah. I feel like nobody talks about dating in your 30s because it's so like something that I think people are like, we feel sorry for you. Don't worry. You're going to find him. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, oh, is there anybody else? I don't want to bring it up. I know it's probably a sensitive subject. And I'm like, honestly, the truth is I have upheld my standards and a lot of my friends didn't. Mm-hmm. Some of those have been divorced and remarried. And, you know, and, and then there are definitely people in my life that are happily married. But I could have lowered my standards and I would probably been divorced too or mm-hmm. a couple of times. So anyway, I'm like, it's not a sensitive subject, but it is something that like nobody talks about because you're not supposed to be single in your third late thirties. Yeah. yeah. That's it is it's like this taboo topic. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it's around the holidays, you know, and my sister and I have this meme and all, my siblings are all married now. And but she has this one. I think she must have been single for a long time. Mm-hmm. But this one meme every like, I won't talk to her for like a month or something. And she just sends this meme randomly or like vice versa. But it's like you know you're at your um, family dinner or like Thanksgiving or Christmas, and yeah. you have that one aunt that's like still single. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like they, I get all the memes where it's like the fun one shows up and they're like, oh, we can't wait for you to come from home for the holidays. And I get some sort of like, you're the fun one in the family. Yes. And I'm like, there's <laughs> also like a stigma around that. I'm like, actually, sometimes I'm not the most fun. There are definitely other family members that turn up a little more than I do. I mean, you're good time lazy. I am good time lazy, but. I also drink out of your one mug that says something about being the fun aunt. Yeah, see, like <laughs> you get time. mugs that are like, you're the fun aunt. And I'm like, just because you're single doesn't mean you're fun, but it doesn't mean you're not <laughs> either. So I feel like if we're. <laughs> Is this a podcast for dating in your 30s when you are fun? Or are we going to have to really deep dive into Right. You're single because you're not fun. Right, right. Okay, if you are single because you are not fun, you know, go to a different episode, find somebody else for advice. I mean, maybe this maybe this would be some good advice. Yeah, this you could know? be some good advice. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, there is a whole thing, though, that, like, surrounds the holidays and being single and being single in your late 30s mm-hmm. definitely makes you think, like, am I doing something wrong? Am I, you know, yeah. um, I don't have a whole lot of, like, pain when it comes to the holiday times like Mm -hmm. I I don't catch myself like sad with my face in a bowl of you know ice cream or anything Mm -hmm. I mean I find my face in a bowl of ice cream because I want it but you're happy (laughs) but I'm happy I'm not sad there are no tears dripping in the bluebell yeah if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, I know right (laughs) next episode will be like and pause for the bluebell (laughs) cookie two-step yes um 
so yes, I mean, like, I don't feel sad around the holidays, but it's definitely a topic that is at the forefront because I'm constantly asked about mm-hmm. it. And then there's just these awkward situations where they're like, okay, now the one sister in your family get in front of the tree, we'll take your picture. And now the oh, other yeah. sister, and now the other sister, and then, you know, and then they're like, and Lacey. At least I have a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a bow tie and everything for that reason. <laughs> right, right. Please stand in front. I'm like, please, God, can we you not? Can borrow him like, I do not want to stand in front of your tree and you take a solo photo of me because Lord knows it's going to wind up on my birthday <laughs> one month later that I'm going to see that single on a, photo. On a time hop somewhere. I mean, that's so true because, you know, around this time of year, you go home or honestly, anytime you see anybody you haven't seen in a while, they're like, oh, are you dating anyone new? That is just the classic mm-hmm. question. Yes. You know, like the catch-up question where it's like, oh, are you dating anybody? And you're right. like, well, honey, if I was, you probably would have heard about it by now. Right. If I wanted to tell you about it. And if I am not dating anybody, then I don't want to answer your question. <laughs> exactly. There's just voice. lots of awkwardness. But I can also see where there's lots of like pain or lots of like, am I, is, the, is there something wrong with me? Or, mm-hmm. or lots of going out on dates and accepting behaviors that are not okay. Yeah, which just, we will get all into that. Especially during the holidays because you're like, oh, I want somebody I'm to go lonely. walk the Christmas lights cuffing with season. and cuffing season, which, you know, I had to ask what that was because I had no idea. So for those of you, you also, that are also in your late 30s and don't know what that means. Well, all of our friends are like gay men in their 30s. So I think you thought like we hear a lot of stories. Yeah. And uh, you're like cuffing. Oh, my gosh. What's that? And we're like, it's I'm like scared. when you date somebody for a couple months and then. <laughs> ditch them after the holidays. You're like, oh, that's it? Oh, I thought it was going to be way more scandalous. Yeah, right. Sorry to disappoint, but it's really just a short-term relationship, so you don't have to be alone. Yeah. I think you break up like on uh, February 15th. Oh, is that what it is? That's a long season to put up with something that you're not either into or not acceptable. Yes, that's true. I mean, it's a long time to... I mean, I I think that's, that's the whole game. I think there's some cupping. I, most people don't make it maybe the whole season. Okay. You know? Yeah. But it's like, this is the make time it to, the to get warm and cozy, <laughs> watch Netflix. Yeah. Do the, like, stay inside with your significant other yeah. type of things. Right. Like, I think there's a, half the country, I mean, it's 81 degrees in Texas today. Yeah, like right. In Houston. So a lot of those northern, um, I almost said countries, states are a little cold. Yeah. They just want someone to snuggle with, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I know, and this is something I do, and I catch myself doing it um, often, is, and I've, I think, switched to the behavior um, after I became aware, but people would always ask me, like, oh, are you dating anybody? And I didn't have the ability to just say no. Right. I would say, no, I'm just really involved in my uh, company and I'm like, I'm really busy with that and I'm really busy with X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And you just like kind of deflect. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about that. So let me talk about, oh, yeah, my, everything is going great with my company and I've just been putting all my energy into that. Yeah. Where it can't just be like this, no. No. Well, it's like an explanation or it's like when you get on a dating website and you have to explain why, like for me, I've never been married. And so now that's a huge red flag to people. And I'm like, what? I'm, what? How is that a red flag? That's interesting. Because yeah. I have been married 
And I think that's not like a red no. flag, but I'm like, I feel like that's something I have to explain. It's more acceptable to, if you're single without kids, to have been divorced by the age of 38 or 39, like mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. than it is to have never been in, like I've never even been engaged. And so I get questioned by like dating on dating apps about not being close to it. And then I get on these dates and this has happened many times. I would say this probably started in my like 33, 34s when they so started saying this. So not even just Texas, this. which is no, huge no, no. on like getting married young and having all the babies. But not as bad as Indiana. Really? So the Midwest. I just spit my water out. I know you really <laughs> did. I like what? That's the video footage we're gonna use because you're like, what? what? That was a genuine reaction. That really too. was a genuine reaction because I was weird at, to turn thirty and not be married, and yeah. then when I moved, and I would say maybe Texas in general, but like Houston is a city, so like all of our friends are in their thirties mm-hmm. and single. So, yeah. and I know lots of people in their thirties that are single. But yeah, I get on a dating app and then I get on a date and they're like, so what's wrong with you? Like, I need to like, we're going to need more wine. <laughs> I know. And so I find it interesting because I'm like, how about there's nothing wrong with me? How about like my focus, not the number one thing in my life was to get married. Okay. Like I really wanted to do a lot in my twenties. I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to travel. Um, I wanted to really figure out my career. Not that I need to explain it, but mm-hmm. I catch myself explaining yeah, a lot why thing. I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him like, you've ever, you've never been engaged or married? What's wrong with you then? And mm-hmm. so I just throw it right back that at him. That double standard. Yeah. I'm like, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that like having a, a husband was like my number one priority. Yeah. I remember being 27 and 28 and dating and saying on dates, which was probably not, I probably shouldn't have been saying this, but I was like, look, I'm not interested in getting married until I'm at least 30. Mm -hmm. I'm 27. So if you think that like, I am going to move this relationship super fast, I'm not going to, Mm -hmm. because I I am not on the like, I wanna be married at 28 and have kids by 29 plan. Right, it's like these self-imposed timelines. Right. Right, like married by 30. Right. Kids by 30. And right. I, whenever I, I did get married at 27 and I was divorced at 30. And um, I remember I wanted to get married because everybody else was getting married. And this is like at the height of like Pinterest, I swear, when it was yeah. like the, the whole thing. And so everyone had like all these like Pinterest wedding um you know, boards and all these things and all my friends were all getting married. But these are also I had never left home before. Yeah. I, I I mean I went to an urban college campus like in Pittsburgh, but I grew up like ten miles outside of Pittsburgh. I never left Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right? And you know, a lot of other people had, had not or they moved home after college. Yeah. And it's like you never got that life experience. And I was just like, oh, well, this is just the next thing that we do. Right. Right. Another timeline that nobody. Somebody placed on mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. They. Dare, dare I say, like, F the patriarchy, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah, it's like this thing where it was like, oh, if you want to have kids by 30, you know, or if you want to have kids in your 20s, then you have to get married, you know, at this age and this age. And then it's like, all these steps that we project into our lives and it's like do they even make sense right. to us and like in my 20s 
I thought everything was the biggest deal. Like, I have to get married now. Yeah. I have to buy a house now. We have to have, like, this perfect life. And I was just so obsessed with that. Yes. That, you know, when I got, when I, well, when I moved and I had some time, like, by myself, because I wasn't surrounded by all my Pittsburgh friends anymore. Right. I was like, uh, I don't think I made the right choice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I do. There's this thing where it's like, well, and you still rent. Guess what? You can be 65 years old and renting. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there is literally... <laughs> nothing wrong with doing what you want to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just I felt the same way it was like I was 30 and suddenly I, I was still I remember um like renting and people being like well why don't you just buy a house aren't you at the age where you need to buy a house and then mm. it's aren't you at that age where you need to settle down and I'm like all I hear is the word settle, settle. Mm. I'm hearing the podcast title I know right <laughs> so yeah so I was just like, all I'm hearing is settle down. Like settle down means just take a, I had a friend tell me one time, she said, I don't know if you really ever find that person that's like just made for you, that it's perfect, that it's like the greatest love of all time. I think that you just look at the cookie tray, you pick one and you take a bite. Well, how's that working for you now? Yeah. How is it working for you now? Not well. Oh, geez. Not well. We've struggled. I mean, I think they're still together, but it's not been yeah. an easy journey. And I there's a lot, there's kids involved in all of that. Mm-hmm. So, And I think about that all the time. And I'm like, no, you don't just grab a cookie and take a bite. Yeah, like I want... I want the best cookie. Yeah, I want the I want the cookie I want. I want the cookie you know? that's warm. I don't want to eat a cookie just because everybody else is eating the cookie. Yeah. You know? And I do think, like... You know, one thing I'm super grateful for is that I was a different person at 27 than I am now at 38, like way different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the way that I am now is probably going to evolve some, but the biggest jump. Yeah, for sure. Is Mm -hmm. in like that time frame, like 25 to 35 you know, yeah. and I would say I've pretty much been the same person since I was like 33, 34, mm-hmm. 35. Um, I evolve a little bit, but I don't change so much that like drastically. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I had a lot of life change because I I was overcoming trauma and uh, got engaged and then got married and then got divorced all in like a five to 10 year timeline yeah to the point where now I'm 36 and I'm like oh my gosh like I actually do get a little nervous mm-hmm. um because I've already been divorced yeah. <laughs> I'm like wait if I get divorced twice these are just raw candid thoughts um then maybe I'm the problem you know oh gosh yeah <laughs> and I'm like I actually do like fear getting divorced again not that I'm one of those people who's like I'm never getting married again you know screw love or whatever but I'm like I do worry like what if that I change as much as I change in the last 10 years in the next 10 years. Right. Like, am I not going to be happy in 10 years? Am I going to be stuck? Right. Because, like, what if what if I change? And also, what if the other person changes? Right. Um, okay, at probably around 17 or 18, I oh, almost yeah. sang the Taylor. <laughs> it popped in my head, I was and I was like, don't you. sing it. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> See? I mean, so I did make it past 12 minutes, but yes, I totally get that. I totally feel that way too. And I think to some degree you either grow together or you grow apart, but I Mm -hmm. do think that big jump in finding out who you are really happens from 25 to 35. So if you are in your late thirties or mid thirties or even early thirties and you are freaking out because you are not settled down for the holidays or Mm -hmm. you 
don't have a significant other, remember this. <laughs> you are going to become the person that you are going to ultimately be in mm -hmm. the next 10 years. And you want to find somebody that fits into that life, not into Miss College Girl or yeah. Miss 25. Picket white fence, this is what I should do. Life. What I should you know? do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also your standards just of dating will change a lot. I mean, I say that I wasted time in my 20s, but I tolerated things that I would never tolerate now. Yeah. Let's get into some specifics. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's do. Let's get a little juicy in here because I will definitely share. Um, I, I'm i the same way. Okay. But. So I will say, like, <clears throat> I have went, I should write a book on first dates because I could tell you some crazy, crazy stories. And this was before, we'll like, call it 50 first dates. dating apps were a thing. And so these were, like, either set up by somebody I knew yeah, yeah. Like, how which did you is used to meet even people even worse because yeah. of the things. Some of the oh, things you're single. Happened. Oh, this person's single too. It's perfect. That's exactly what, what? would happen. Yeah, if they had a pulse or you meet at a bar, single, like, and you're out partying in your twenties. You yes, know? I've had men cry on my shoulders about their divorce or their last relationships. I've had men. Um, I've gone on double dates that I was set up on, and like the. The other guy was hitting on me when his girlfriend left. Oh, I mean, God. it has been. That's... I could seriously write a book. I've forgotten more than I can even tell you right now. But it's been bad. Yeah. And so luckily at the ages 25 to 33, I have, I would say no. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. that is your only day. You don't get another one. That's mm -hmm. how bad they were. Mm -hmm. But then there's those in-between people yeah. that they throw up a little tiny red flag and oh, it's orange. Burnt it's pink. orange. It's pink. <laughs> I'm colorblind. I, I do love pink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. You do. You and know. it's sparkly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A pink sparkly flag. It's flashing for sure. Somebody's yeah. trying to get my attention. But I, so it was either like huge red flags, like get me out of here. I'm mm -hmm. never talking to this person again. Or it was the tiny little red flags. And in my late 20s, I would make excuses yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. I would ignore those things because you are trained that you are the reason that you're single. You're the problem. It's that you. you're yes. Oh, oh my gosh! Is this the title? Is this the title? <laughs> it's well, yeah. It's I'm the, not the problem. It's so. called the anti-hero. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Taylor Swift also probably not qualified to give dating. Well, no. I mean, she's probably she has some experience. She does, and she teaches us all what is not okay. Exactly. You know what, tribute Taylor, if you're listening, Taylor, I'll see you in July we love you. in Denver. We'll see you um, also. We'll hear that album when you're 38 years old and single still, because she won't <laughs> put up with shit either. So. I know. Her, she's turning what 30. She was born in 90. 89. 89. Yeah. Duh. Hello. 33. 33. Yeah. 34. I don't know. I can't do the math. Oh, December. Yeah, she'll be 33. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure to some degree, because she is a mega superstar who is drop-dead gorgeous, who has the career and everything, what does the media do to her? Mm -hmm. Taylor, you're the crazy one. Taylor's the problem. Yeah. Taylor, blah, blah, blah. Villainizes her because why you can't be a strong, independent, you know. Successful, beautiful successful person. woman who doesn't need... Mm -hmm. Kind of a guy, right? You know, right. Mm -hmm. And so, what does she? And I'm, I'm guessing that Taylor 
has gone through similar journeys. I think I don't think there's a girl out there that has not gone on a date and been with a guy that has done something where you're like, well, that's weird, or mm-hmm. hmm, and then you're like, okay, but it's not enough to not go out with him a second yeah, time. Like or the, the classic. Well, I don't know if the spark was there, and he wasn't terrible. Right. Like, it wasn't anything that was like, run! So, yeah, I'll go out on a second date. Yes. Because it, you like, you're like, well, I might as well, like, try. You give too many chances to people mm-hmm. because you are told that you are the reason that you're single and that there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you're never going to meet anybody if you don't go out and meet people. Like, and you, not everybody's going to be perfect. No, we're not mm-hmm. saying perfect. I'm just saying. But if you know... You know. Yeah. If you know deep down, even if there's nothing, quote unquote, wrong with them, even if like they're like little like yellow or white flag or like what it can be blue. And you're like, I just don't like blue flags. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like this. Exactly. Like not into it. I always say this because I've had some good relationships. But at the end of the day, it just didn't boil down to like the timing mm-hmm. or location or and there's also been just that like I should feel a certain way and I don't at this point and I should feel like this is going forward and it's kind of taken a stop Mm -hmm. and so I've dated guys that were great like absolutely great so there weren't red flags but I've also dated a lot of red flags and a Mm -hmm. lot of things and because I would give them chances or I would make excuses for them and I was just talking with a friend the other day and I said if it ever triggers in your brain that this doesn't feel like it's right, mm-hmm. even if it's super tiny, it doesn't have to be the murderer. And it wouldn't murderer. mean anything else. Like somebody else could give you advice, like no, 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 that's nothing. Doesn't matter. No, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel right, you. it mm-hmm. is a no. Mm-hmm. And I don't know is a no. Mm-hmm. And you can't ignore like timelines of things. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you go on that first date and he's talking future plans with you that is way too far in the future because this is the first date. The future plans should be the second date. Yes, exactly. So there's this thing called um, the the girlfriend experience or like the boyfriend experience, right? Yes. Where the person might, like they kind of, I think they, they test the waters. Like It's like where you're going out on a date with somebody or like the first couple dates or maybe you've been casually dating, but there's no level of commitment. And that's perfectly fine if both parties want the same thing. Yes. Right? But if one person is wanting more or wanting it to go somewhere or has bigger expectations and the other person is like, no, 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 this is all it is. It's called like the the boyfriend or the girlfriend experience yes. where it feels like when we're together, oh, I have like a boyfriend, like we're cuddling on the couch where, you know, watching movies or ice skating or like all the holiday, you know, we're watching Lindsay Lohan's newest Hallmark movie. Um, <laughs> and falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're cuddling. We're doing all the things. We're talking about, oh my gosh, it would be so cool to go here. Let's like, oh my God, we should totally go there together. Yeah. You know, and you... You kind of get all the joy of like, oh, my God, this is what it would be like to date that person in that moment. But then they like peace out and then there's no you commitment hear from them again. Yeah, you don't you don't hear from them again or you don't hear from them to the level that you want. Like, oh, well, we're talking about future plans. Clearly, he's going to text me. Right. You know, or she's going to text me, um, you know, tomorrow because we've just talked about going to Aspen together. Yeah, right. In, in six months, like, of course, we will text every single day until then because we're going on vacation together. Here's the thing. People in their 20s. 
people are liars. Yes. That's what you need to accept. And people if you, lie. And in, at some point in your brain, you know, you know you've been there. I've if even it, done it. I'm not going to lie. I've done it, too. Mm-hmm. I've been like, ooh, what would my last name be like if I was married to them? And mm-hmm. suddenly I'm jumping way too far ahead. And not that I'm saying that to this person, but you kind of, like, go there. And then when they ghost, you're like, wait a second. We I just, was like, signing my name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it goes it goes both ways because I think a lot of times in, like, a male-female relationship, males can tend to lead that mm-hmm. into a, hey, like, oh, my gosh, I want you to meet my family for Christmas. And you're like, wait a second. We've only been on two dates, and this doesn't feel right. But I really like him, and he's mm-hmm. so great, and he's everything on paper that I want. And thus far, I haven't really found anything wrong with him other than he's talking about me meeting his parents, and that feels like it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It is too soon. It's too and soon. this is a red flag, and it is not going to work. Because, But why do you... If I were looking back at my 20-year-old self or 20s, why would I realize that, I ooh, this doesn't feel right, but I'm going to say okay anyway? Because you want to feel special. You want to be the exception. You want to be the one Mm -hmm. that it does work out for. Or, yeah, I think those are, you you fantasize in your mind where you're like, oh, yeah, like this, but but it could. I could change my mind. It could work out. Or this is how I, how it's been for me. Um, I'm fearful of losing the person. Well, if I say in yes. this uh, situation, if I say I don't want to go to Christmas with your family because it feels awkward and rushed for me, if I say no, then he, maybe he, like, they'll he, never, uh, they'll text me. They won't text me again to yeah, ask me to like, do anything. They'll feel rejected. And yeah. you're, you're suddenly like protecting or their feelings or they'll and put not some, your own. They'll, they'll invite somebody else to Christmas. Yeah. You know? like, where, yeah. And if they're at a point where they'd invite somebody else to Christmas, that's because you're not serious enough to go to his Christmas mm-hmm. or her Christmas or, like or if, whatever. If the person is going to quote unquote ghost you or dump you um, because you didn't want to if you say, like, hey, this is a little fast for me, yep. then they're probably not on the same wavelength as you. Yep. And just let it go now. Save yourself the time, the effort, the uh, emotional damage, and just move on. You know? If it takes a lot of thought, if you are going out with somebody and or dating, let's say you've even dated them like five dates, six dates, where you're kind of, you know, like at this point you've decided that you really like this person. If It doesn't, if you're having to think about it all the time and question anything, it's probably because your instincts, like trust yourself, Mm -hmm. trust yourself. Yeah. Those, that is your instincts telling you, hey, this isn't okay. And it's trying to protect you. Mm -hmm. And instead what we do, and I know we do this as women a lot. We try to protect the other person. Lots of Enneagram twos Mm -hmm. doing that. Twos, nines, sevens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They are like, I want to protect them. Like, oh, my gosh. And if I say no, then it'll hurt their feelings. And then they're rejected. And suddenly you're saying yes to protect them. But you're saying no to protecting yourself Yourself, because this is a red flag. Mm -hmm. And it might be the tiniest little red flag. It may seem harmless. But over time, that little red flag you ignore all the time. And then Mm -hmm. the red flags start getting bigger and and bigger. And you build a tolerance to the red flag. Ooh, a red flag tolerance. Yes. RFT. Yes. Mm. And you start accepting people into your life. And this is for friendships, too. Yeah. Yeah. Start accepting bad behavior because you've gotten used to the pain and 
you accept it and allow it more, and then then you've really like set yourself back on right. finding because right now you're person. like looking for tos- toxicity. Yes, um, I think too. Going back to the trusting yourself, it's like we get so caught up emotionally and like, oh my god, this feels good. This guy or girl or whoever it is making me feel really special. So that now trumps like mm-hmm. our own self trust, and it's like. Well, no, I like this person so I can trust them. And really, you're like, nobody, if I could give myself, younger self, um, any advice, it would be nobody knows you more than you know you. Yep. So trust you first. And that could be a a best friend even come in and say, hey, no, I think you should give this guy another chance. Or like, oh, you're being ridiculous. Or like, dump him or whatever it is. Yes, listen to your friend's advice, right? But ultimately, listen to yourself first. Right. Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at I say I always say this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's 24. Her brain hasn't even developed. Your brain's not even developed till you're 25. So, you know, in and that's really your peak season of dating right there is mm-hmm. what, 22 to 30. Like, yeah. that, I mean, I think that's when most people are single that are in your age range. And but you're you are fully developed to. Trust yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you're young and you don't have a ton of experience dating, if it doesn't, if it goes through your brain that, hey, this felt like it, the timing was not right, it's because it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And And be okay with that. Yes, be okay with it. It's okay if you're not 25. Wait, what do they call in the Southern schools? It's like ring before the spring or something. Right. Where it's like you have to get engaged before your senior year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like 22. That makes me sweat. I know. (laughs) But it's, yeah, it's it's like this, no, do what feels right. Right. For you. And I don't want to say like what feels good because good and right are two different Mm -hmm. things. Like, yeah, it does feel good to like snuggle someone when it's cold outside Mm -hmm. or like get a Christmas gift from somebody or whatever. Yeah, that feels good. Like makes you feel good. But does it feel right? Exactly. And nobody can tell you what feels right for you. Other than you. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that, like, you know, you can't say, hey, I feel like you inviting me to your company Christmas party is a little soon. Um, So I'm going to pass on this one, but I'd love to grab dinner with you another time. Mm-hmm. That is setting a boundary. Yeah. And Ooh, then they can respect boundaries. it. You know, then they can respect that boundary yeah. or not. And when they don't, then that giant red flag better be waving, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think going into boundaries, it's really interesting. Um, The difference, I think that's the biggest game changer between 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's it's interesting. I've had a, gosh, it's like now like 12 year, I don't even want to call it a love affair. I I mean, (laughs) it was an attachment, y'all, that somewhat honestly within the last year or so has been broken and and healed, right? but what's funny is I have seen this person, uh, it was an ex-boyfriend of mine, from the age of 23 till, I'm 36 now, so it's yeah. 13 years, right? 13 years. <laughs> and it's so funny because that person has not changed one bit. Right. Like, not even a little bit. But you know what has changed, or who has changed, is me. Uh-huh. So... You know, and I'm obviously saying this in retrospect because at the time, every single time I went back, I was like, he's going to love me this time. I just right, know it. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I just do this, then he'll yeah. love me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be it. This is the time. Yep. Like, my epic love story is coming, you know, whatever. But 
it's just so funny to, you know, not look back at that relationship and focus on his behavior because honey, that's a whole other podcast. It's a podcast series. That is a book. And it's right, right. But looking at my behavior over the last, yeah. you know, 13 years where I was a doormat, right? He could have done anything and I would have like followed him blindly into like burning fire and been like, oh my God, yes, anything for love. And don't sing it. And <laughs> I could see it. You know, a meatloaf. I, I love a meatloaf yeah, song. I could see it in your eyes. But, you know, and as we've, you know, I mean, I'll just fast forward to 13 years later and it was definitely not this like straight shot where I learned every lesson and applied it the next time I would see him, you know, which was like once a year, every two years or whatever. But really, I will say, you know, in the last couple of years, like going into my 30s, my boundaries were like, yeah, no, you're not treating me like shit anymore. So how does he react to that now? Um, It's literally the same behavior. It's still the same. It's the it's exact same behavior, but now I just know, hey, next time you come back, like I'm not here for that. It's right. not cute anymore. Right. So this like let that be a lesson to everybody mm-hmm. that your boundaries may change, but their behavior may not. Even if you change your boundaries. And if they're not changing with your boundaries, then they're they gotta go. You are outgrowing that person. Exactly. Right? And, and let that go. Right. Right. Because if you were to say he actually started respecting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, things could be different. I'm not saying, like, you would get with him or whatever, but it could be different if he decided to respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He does not. Exactly. It, and it's, but instead of focusing on the other person's behavior, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, you can learn some things from other people's behavior, sure, but look at your own. Right. Right? Like, that's where you're going to be able to apply the most, you know, reflection and knowledge and, like, feedback to not do that anymore in the future, you know, because yeah. you cannot control other people. That's no. one thing I would, if I could tell my younger self that too, it would be this. You can't control other people, but what you can um, allow yourself to do is grow and outgrow people and you can focus on what you can change, which yes. is your response to things. Yes. You know, yes. not the other, like we spend so much time crying and being so upset and I'm not telling you to grieve a relationship that didn't work out, like process all those feelings out, but Honestly, I think that's probably something that I didn't do. So I mm-hmm. held on to it a little bit longer. And by a little bit longer, I mean by 10 years. But, um, you know, allow yourself to change and grow. And that's okay. It's like you can put that away. Like put it down, honey. That's yeah. not for you anymore. Well, and it's like you said, you're going to continue to live the lesson until you learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why it lasts so long because you weren't learning the uh, yeah, lesson. Yeah, I refused to learn it because I was like, no, this time it's going to be different. Yeah. And you're like, it like no, it's not. Morgan Freeman voice. Narrator. It was not different. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but it, I mean, you could even do that on Hinge, right? You could go out on this day and move way too fast every mm-hmm. single time. Um, and that first date never calls you back. And mm-hmm. so you go 10 dates and you're like, what's wrong with me? Guess yeah. what? You are going on you 10 never... first dates and it's not working out. Mm-hmm. There is a reason. Like, what is the lesson here? Take a magnifying glass and look at. Notice the pattern. Like, take the time to to look back and reflect. Like, um, the problem is. No. Right. <laughs> but um, I think you've sang twice. I just wanted to point out that I have podcast, yet to. So I can do whatever okay. I want. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Houston is coming. Don't you worry. I'm just waiting for the right time. Um, but honestly, I think I've been getting like a little bit better at singing. Yeah. 
I've heard you karaoke, and I have said I've always told you I think you do a great I job. I think I do pretty good. You're not bad. I'm just saying. You're not bad. Maybe the acoustics in the house are just really good. You hit that right yeah. spot on the stairs, and it's like, and uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. And just okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop around a little bit. Okay, and ask you a question. If you go out on a date. In, in your 20s or your 30s, it's a it's an app date or a blind date or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know within two seconds I know, that, I know. It, that it like, is get me not, out of here. Yeah, like, what do you do? I will tell you this. <laughs> I have not yet been the person that's like, there's an emergency. <laughs> um, I gotta go. But I have definitely gotten home and thought, why did I just give that person an hour of my time? Mm-hmm. Why? And what was the purpose of meeting that person? Like, literally, I went on a really, really bad date. This was, like, probably a year ago. And he had bad – this is so funny. He had bad sciatic nerve pain. And I told him about this thing you can order on Amazon that will literally cure you. Was this Kevin and I was like, I was like – that was the reason. That guy was in so much pain. Like, he had to cross my path so I could tell him about this oh my God. turmeric that you can get from Amazon. That was it. Let it be what it is. It is what it is. That guy, poor guy. His Don't side try of pain and find must have been bad. <laughs> oh, my God. And now it's like, oh, my sciatic. It's like... <laughs> Like, why did I go out with this guy? Listen, dating in your 30s, sometimes you have to cut it short because you're sciatic. Well, here, listen. Yes, because, (laughs) listen. So after date number one, he was like, oh, my God, is there going to be a second date? And I used to be like, well, he asked that. I would freak out. And that's my worst nightmare. Someone asked me that. I would be like, sure. I I know. Oh, my God. Why did I say yes? Yeah, I used to. No, I'm savage now. I, was, I used to be like, uh, I don't know, like, well, we'll chat. And then, like, I, I never would ghost somebody because I always feel the need to, like, give them an explanation. I've never ghosted anybody. No, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a horrible thing to do. But I don't think it's right to, like, give them, you know, the runaround. So yeah. I'm just like, look, you're great. I just don't see it going anywhere from here. But, you know, good luck to you. And so he knew. We weren't going out Good again. Good luck to you. Two weeks later, email. I get a text. You have no idea how much this sciatic nerve, this turmeric has changed. Like, I couldn't even walk, sleep, like, blah, 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 blah. And now, like, turmeric, after two weeks. this podcast. Right? <laughs> and I was like, this is why I went out with this guy. Oh, my God. You literally <clears throat> helped somebody. I know. I know. But, oh you God. know, but there are dates where you're just what like, why? filters on your apps? That's I know. What I, no, know. <laughs> I know. I know. You might need to change some of those. Yes. Lower back pain is a very common subject when you're dating in your late 30s. Dating in your 30s. <laughs> I'm at the age where I can still rock a crop top, but I got a little bit of back pain. Yes. <laughs> And maybe a sciatic nerve issue. Oh my gosh, stretch. So. Stretch after pickleball. Oh, <laughs> stretch all the time. Stretch. Yeah, stretch. so, Get but it's roller. like, you know, you can go on the same date over and over and over and it's going to be a different person. And I've also heard the same thing with marriage. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I have the same issues in marriage number two and marriage number three that I had in marriage number one. Yeah. So until you're fixing the problem or not ignoring what the problem is. Or if you focus on yourself, then you can figure out what is attracting the problem yes. and then not attract it anymore. Yes. You know? Yes. And you know what? I believe absolutely that 
there is a timeline for me. My timeline's just different than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I've always felt a little bit different than everybody else. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and I know that your listeners are the same way if they're listening to this podcast, right? They're like, why do I feel different in this situation? Or why is it a little bit different for me? Well, it's because you're here doing mm-hmm. the work, listening to this podcast, reading books, doing all of those things. And so your timeline is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Because yeah. this quote unquote timeline, you know, it doesn't actually exist. You no. know, it's everyone's different because, you know, um, I even said it, you know, when uh, it was my birthday and I turned 36 a couple weeks ago. And I was actually teaching my soul cycle class, and I said I would have never thought that, um, you know, my life would have taken a turn, and I'd be 36 and divorced and living my best life ever. Right, <laughs> you know? right. I'm like, you know what? I just didn't think that was going to be it, but I'd rather be that than stuck in a marriage that I didn't want to be in because I got married too soon because everybody else was getting married, and... Um, you know, and I, I didn't want to get divorced and have this like taboo around divorce. Like that also is not the timeline that I would want. Right. You know? Yeah. I think too, when you get to be a little bit older, you can look back and be very grateful for like the lessons that you've learned over the time period. And I can't say I would go back and do things differently. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to be anywhere, but where I am right now. But what I would go back and do is not put up with the crap that I put up with yeah. when it came to dating. That that right there is what I, I think about most. Like, I wouldn't put up with that crap anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wish that there was this thing where you could, like, go back and date all the guys again. In your 30s? Yeah. And, that- and just be like, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with one person. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And see, and now you're like, no. Yeah, I'm like, it's still a no. Yeah, still a no. Yeah. So, but it's like, I, you know, and I think... Sometimes I'm like, you know, and they show those memes where it's like thinking back to like what I did 10 years ago and having mm-hmm. like anxiety or like, oh, my oh, gosh, cringe. Yeah. OK, I can't believe I did that one time. Yeah, <laughs> I cringe now at some of the stuff I allowed to happen in my dating life. Oh, my life. gosh. And Ew, I cringe. I and I'm like, I am not that strong. I am a strong woman now and I would never tolerate that okay. crap. I this. OK, if this is any indicator of what I used to allow. And granted. It's my fault. I have a fake name. I'm not going to say the last name, but my fake name is Jenna. Yes. And this has been my fake name since I was like 18, right? And uh, I went out. I met a guy at a bar one night, and like I, I would always give my fake name. And this huge big story about how I was a dental hygienist because everyone's always like, "Oh, how'd you end up doing that?" Because it's gross. And I'd be like, oh, well, I shoplifted $20,000 worth of clothes in Philly and spent some time in a penitentiary. And this is the only job that I could get. Like, this whole big, long story, right? That's hilarious. And my name was Jenna. And so this guy, red flag, did not get turned off by that story. (laughs) (laughs) This was your test? No, I just, I wasn't even going out looking for love. Oh, you you were just, just, like, telling people that to get rid of them. No, just... Just it was funny. Just was having fun, yeah. Yeah. And this guy was like, oh, I'm into it. I can't even remember his name. But um, he was really tall. Oh, I do remember this. Okay, so we go on this date. I do remember everything I said. He kept saying, Coolio. Okay. Coolio. And I was like, ew, I'm not into it. But I really want you to pay for my $18 salad. So (laughs) 
I mean, I was in college. I think I did but, for a free meal. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, God. It's not worth it. Um, but he called me Jenna on our date, and I never corrected him. Oh. And I want to say we went out twice. Oh, my and God. And I just never had the, like... I don't even know what I was like. Maybe I don't even, you just didn't like him enough to tell him. Maybe. You're like, this isn't going but anywhere. But I'm like, how did I get through a date, like two dates with somebody and they didn't even know my name? Well, I mean, I dated a guy that was three years younger than what he said oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> and didn't find out until like way later. Way later. Yeah. And honestly, like it, it, it did and it was, you know, it, we're very friendly still. And when he told me, it was because I was like, hey, happy birthday. And he was like, I was like, you're, you know, like turning however age. And he's like, actually, I need to come clean about something. When we dated last year, I had lied to you. And I laughed because that's where I was at with it. Like, I didn't even care. I really didn't even care. But there was a point where I was like, how did he get away with that? Because, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, like, clued into things or, like, Mm -hmm. intuitive or I notice, like, if something is, like, slightly off. You know, women are like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, he was acting kind of short, or she was being kind of weird, or they were being kind of quiet. How did I never know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got blinders on because you're, like, you just think, you, you just get blinders. Yeah, I don't even do. know why. You just do because this idea of, like, what could be. Yeah. Right. You're so focused on what could be that you're actually not focused on what it actually is. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's. And when it is right, like it just goes off so easily, Mm -hmm. you know, when that's who you should be with. Yeah. It is easy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it doesn't come without struggles or without arguments or disagreements or anything like that. It was you who said something about like um, you if confused people confuse people. Yeah. Like. If you are being confused by um, a lover, they don't like you. Right. You know? Right. Like, they're confused about their feelings for you. So it's not like, you know, he's all in or she's all in and you're like, you know. Yeah. If they're not, I mean, you know if somebody's into you. And if Mm -hmm. they are, if there is a question, I just don't really know where he stands or I don't really know if that person really likes me or not. I mean, take a look at where you're at in that relationship. If you're Mm -hmm. Three months in, and you don't know if he likes you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have a friend who literally was like dating this guy for like a year, and they ended up having some type of like, f- like, fight or something. And he said something about like he had never called her a girlfriend before. Yeah, and in there, it came out in this fight where it was like, yeah, like I guess we're kind of getting serious or something like that, or like we're kind of dating. I think that's what he said. And she's like, I have been just with you for a year, right? Right. right. Like, I I spend five nights a week at your house. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What? And I think it's like, too, it's okay to go on a date and say, what are your intentions? And if mm-hmm. they say, do, um, oh, you know, I just want to casually date, then you're getting a casual and relationship. And it's not a challenge. Right. It's not a challenge to say, oh, he only wants casual. I'm going to convince him that he wants to marry me. Right. You know? What is it you're looking for? And if they answer with some kind of, well, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too serious. And if they, I mean, if. This person is not grown enough in their life to say, I'm looking for something serious. What about mm-hmm. you? Then you're going to get. Yeah. Confused. Then you know. Oh, my gosh. I just sang. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Made it. But like, if, mm. if that's what they're giving you, that's what you're gonna get. You know what? And um, one of my favorite—I've actually never asked this—but if the situation presents itself, I would. Um, on a first date, like one of the best first date questions you can ask is, "Is there anybody in your life who's mad that you're here with me right now?" <gasps> Oh gosh! Mm-hmm. Cutthroat. Yeah. Boom. I, yeah, and can that's an <laughs> easy question to ask on a dating app. Like yeah. you can text somebody. Like, was there anybody that if they picked up your phone and looked at mm-hmm. this conversation would be upset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the answer is, well, yeah, again. yeah. Yep. And I think the dating apps, like, that's a good question to ask. Is like, what are your intentions? What are you looking yeah. for? And I think that it even prompts you at this point to put that. Yeah. But then have a conversation about it because there are lots of men and women out there who will bait you with, mm-hmm. "I'm looking for something serious." Yeah. And then when you actually talk to them, they aren't looking for something serious. So just hold your standards and you're not weird if you're single, you're not, you know, you're holding your standards and you are going to be so much happier because of it. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to support this and challenge it at the same time because I think, you know, cause I want to talk about dating in your thirties cause I know a lot of women feel pressed for time to have children. Yes. Whereas uh, if a guy's in his, you know, thirties, uh, late thirties, forties, if he wants to have kids, he can easily make that happen. Right. Let me just go date a 25-year-old right. or whatever. But I know for women it can feel a little different, and I know this is like a hot topic um, with a lot of people out there. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll share a personal story afterwards, but I know that is – it's like this pressure – and this like timeline of like, I think it just adds a lot of I have to figure this out it right does. now because yeah like so it hangs over your head yeah so walk me through that because I'm in a different boat because I do not want to have kids right and I, I'll tell a story about that later but what does that pressure feel like you know it is something that I think about probably every single day mm-hmm. um, and that is more so because I know that I should go get my eggs frozen or you know there's so many options and then you've got the one case scenarios that are like you'll be fine I had a baby at 41 mm-hmm. you know but it's mm-hmm. like actually it, that is not science that you had a baby at 41 but my friend couldn't get pregnant at 28 yeah yeah so but now they've made it pretty easy to like get blood testing and all that and so I would say my anxiety with all of that mm-hmm. thinking about it every day is because I've made zero moves on that mm-hmm. however part of the reason that I've made zero moves on that is that I have very much accepted not having my own children mm-hmm. and I'm very very and always have been open to not having my own mm-hmm. I've never had this want to carry a child it's weird I've never wanted to. Me neither. Which well, I've always podcast, wanted to be a mom. Ugh, I, I carried baby dolls until I was a little too old to be carrying baby dolls in public, <laughs> and then I was playing with them at home for another three to four years. So yeah, secretly, yes. So I've always known that that's without question. But I had to get used to the idea of like, well, maybe I won't have my own, and and that can sound sad. And sometimes I can feel like, oh, that would be a shame. Mm-hmm. But there's also that huge part of me that's like, but I also know how much I love other children that are not my own. And Mm -hmm. I know I am capable of having a child that is not my blood and genetics Mm -hmm. and loving them the exact same amount. Mm -hmm. I know it. So I am kind of letting life. You're allowing life to happen. Exactly. You know, because 
you know, you think about it on the other end, like what if you want to have kids and your own kids so bad and you're not opening up to other, you know, um, ways and options to have kids? Like, I mean, do you think like someone might be like, well, I'm either sacrificing having kids, mm-hmm. which I can't change, or marrying the wrong person, which I can change. Like, right. it's a lot easier to get divorced. Like, right. is that a mentality that's out there? It's like, well, but if I don't even settle for somebody, and I can always get divorced, um, then I'm going to miss out on having kids. Right, you know? like, right. Is- I think that you can have it all. I mean, you can, being a mother doesn't have to mean that you birth a child. Of your own, right? Um, but if that is something that you want to do or you want to have a baby that is your genetics and your blood, I would definitely, I mean, there's blood tests you can do through the mail that'll tell you, like, where you know, what your levels are and all of that. You can freeze your eggs. I think it's much cheaper than it used to well, be. you also don't need, a, like, a, a partner to have a baby. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's, you know, donors and everything. that You can get all, all the ingredients that you need. Exactly. But you don't need to... Wait, like if you really, really, really want to be a mom, right? You can be a mom, exactly. And I have thought before, like even before I moved to Houston, I was like, okay, something's got to change. And I even like kind of explored the foster mm-hmm. child thing because I thought, you know, here I have a house, I've got a great job, I could af- I could afford a child, and I would love to have a child. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that I didn't want to do it alone, mm-hmm. so that kind of went out the window. Ended up moving to Houston. So happy that. Things happen the way that they did. Absolutely. But it's, I mean, it's something to explore. Like, think about what you want. What do you actually want? And what I want is to have a child, but I want it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe that is a stepmom. I mean, as much as I've said, I don't want to be a stepmom. I've had plenty. That could be the case. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i open. Yeah. I guess just, yeah, think about, like, hey, like, what options would be, like, okay. Yeah. And that you would be comfortable with. You exactly. Know? And, and not putting... You know, so much pressure on just one solution right. to your quote unquote, you know, like, I guess this dilemma of like, oh my gosh, I have to sacrifice and settle yep. just so I can have kids. Right. You know? Right. And I, I just am a believer that you can have what you want. And mm-hmm. so that may look different than getting married and getting pregnant. You mm-hmm. know, it may look like having a baby and then getting, you know, having a fostering a child, adopting a child, then getting married. I mean, it's just, it's up to you how you want to do it. And, you know, it's funny because a couple of summers ago, I was at my dad's house and I'm from a small town in Indiana. And so you have to understand people have like teenagers by the time they're 38. (laughs) So, and we were at my dad's 4th of July party. We're in the pool. And one of my classmates, our families have always been tight. And he was like, oh, you know that my older brother and his wife are having a baby. She's 40. And good I was like, Lord. good for her. Yeah. And he was like, I mean, she's crazy having kids at that age. And I said, what's the problem? And I yeah. was 35, I think, at the good. time. I good was like, for what, you. what's the problem? And he's like, oh, it's just lots of complications and the fact that she's old. And I said, oh, my gosh, if you think 40 is old, I would hate to think what you think. You know, like, yeah, my, you think you've you lived 22 your... to have a baby? Like, what? Right. I mean, and also accepting that things are different. Yeah. Right? Does, different does not mean bad. No. Having um, a baby at 22 and getting engaged before you graduate college is not bad. No. Right. Um, getting married or having a baby on your own when you're 40, 45, it's not bad. No. It's different because... 
everybody is going to be different because everybody is different. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, yeah. I mean, and there's, huh? there's instances where, you know, and like not to get morbid, but like there's instances where like tragic things can happen to a family mm-hmm. and it doesn't pan out the way that everybody had planned. And mm-hmm. guess what? That's, I, I would have thought that I was married with children by 25. If you had mm-hmm. asked my teenage self, I would have told you, yo, yeah, married. Oh, yeah. With a kid. I've named him by all. 25. <laughs> yes. And then when I was 25, I was like, oh, my God, I can barely afford a pizza, yeah. let alone a child. <laughs> so, right? you know, and I remember being like, oh, my gosh, people get married right now. What are they doing? And, oh, my God, they're having a kid. How can they even mm-hmm. take care of themselves? I am, like, digging up chains to get a 99-cent chili yeah. at Wendy's. Right. And it's like, that was... Not for you. It was not my journey. It it could have been for somebody else, right? And I think there's a lot of judgment both ways, right? With um, what other people decide to do with their um, bodies, with their families, with their decisions. And it's just like, everybody's different. So, yeah. And guess what? You actually might be different. I'll I'll go go into my story here. But, you know, whenever I was 27 and married, uh, I wanted to have kids. Yeah. You know, and, and we actually got, it was a big point of contention between us. Because he did not. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, he did just have a baby with his new wife. Oh, so gosh. I'm like, okay, that's a whole other podcast. No, I'm, I'm actually very happy for him. Um, and, like, I wanted to have kids because I was still in this place. And this is just my own personal story. I'm not saying everybody who's 27 and married um, feels this way. But I was still very strapped to this is what I should do. This is what everybody else is doing because everybody else is doing it. This is what I want to do. All yeah. of our friends had babies. Oh, yeah, like, I'll have yeah. one, too. This will be fun. Like, yeah. FOMO. And, you know, when we got uh, separated and divorced and even, like, as I got into my older 30s, like, I still kind of, like, entertained it. I was like, yeah, like, sure. This guy I dated right after my like my first relationship after I got um, divorced, he wanted to have kids. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then, oh, no, like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, like, that sounds good. Like, I, I still was on this bandwagon of, like, having kids. And... Um, it wasn't until I literally just like spent time by myself where, and I really got into like who I was and like what I wanted where I was like, you know what? I actually don't want kids. It is okay that at one point in time I did. Right. Yeah. It is okay that I have changed my mind mind. and guess what? I might change my mind again. Yeah. I'm not banking on that, but, um, who knows? Right. You know? And it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. And it's also okay to get married at 22 and have a kid at 22. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying, but I don't think there's enough conversation about dating in your late 30s and having kids and all mm-hmm. of that. I think it's, you know, it's just kind of looked at like, Ugh. your time has passed. Yeah. And I remember my mom, I was having a lot. I turned 35. Okay. So not to get graphic, but basically you are geriatric. Yes. At 35 years old. Yeah, it's literally and called a geriatric pregnancy. Yes. And I have a, I had a geriatric uterus. And uh, when I turned that, 35. They need to phrase it something else. I mean, my God. I know. <laughs> but let's talk about the spiral that I went. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Down because of all of this. And I talked to my mom and was like, I just like, I just feel like I this time has passed and I've let too much time go. And she was like, you are acting like your life is almost over, that you are 89 years old and that your whole life has passed you by and you didn't do anything. She's like, you Mm -hmm. are 35 years old. Get it together. Mm -hmm. You are fine. There's plenty of life ahead of you. 
there's plenty of options. And I was like, you're right. And yeah. actually, my doctor told me the same thing. And she was like, I married my husband when I was 39 years old and had a baby at 40. Now, I'm not saying that that was great advice, but she did say, I said, should I be getting my eggs frozen? What should I be doing? And she was like, what you need to do is do your research and you really need to think about mm-hmm. what's best for you. For you, yeah. And, Good advice, Doc. <laughs> and 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 really what she was saying was like, okay, what are we gonna do? Like we'll freeze your eggs, but then what are we gonna do with them? Mm-hmm. When you if you do get married and have no problem getting pregnant, we're gonna have eggs. What are you gonna continue to store them? You're gonna like what are you gonna do with them? Mm-hmm. You need to think all of these things through. All the way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the answers to any of the questions she was asking me, and so I went home and did a lot of like Okay, what do I want to do right now? Do I feel Reflection. like I should? Yes. What do, do I, I want? Do I feel like I should freeze my eggs? And there are days that I'm like, I should have just done it. Mm-hmm. And then there are days that I'm like, you know what? What is meant to be is meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very true. And um, we'll kind of, I feel like we're going to definitely have a part two part of two. this. So after this episode airs, I will put it on my Instagram and we'll put, um, we will have a part two because I think this is a great kind of start into another conversation but um i'd love to know more of what people want uh, like not answers on but just open conversation about like what is what do you find taboo dating in your 30s or if you're in your 20s um what do you want to know what are you struggling with yeah and same thing with hey uh, anybody in the in your 40s you got any advice for us in our 30s right right or if there's any you know, whatever age. And uh, I'd love to just talk more about that and, yeah. and see what, what resonates with people and if, if they want any additional ideas or us to expand on anything. Because I'm like, I told you, this was going to be a Joe Rogan-style podcast yeah. where it's like four hours long. I know, I know. But it's, you know, like it's something that, you know, you don't want to, like, you don't want to feel alone in it. Mm-hmm. And luckily I have a community of friends and I don't feel alone yeah. being in my 30s and dating mm-hmm. um, and especially in my late 30s and dating and so you're not alone if you're out there and let's talk about it more and yeah and you know ask yourself like am I focusing on the things that I can't change or yeah. like if I just switch my perspective a little bit like how could I like what can I change you yeah know? Hey, if you're in uh, the burbs and you live in the neighborhood and you're the only single one and all you see are families and they all have kids, maybe that's not going to be the best place for you to live or hang out if you want yeah. to go meet somebody. Yeah, right? exactly. You might have to extend the mile radius on your app right. know, or, <laughs> right. or go spend a little bit more Drive time. like to Jersey Village. <laughs> yeah, right. Somewhere like downtown or like, you know, like focus on these things that you can change, you know, and, and anyway, that's a whole other podcast. But, right. Um, well, sugar mama. Um, see, we didn't even talk about sparkles at all. Not we once. Didn't, I know it's not too late. Get <laughs> it in. All but. right. Well, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at sugarmamashimmer.com or at sugarmamashimmer, <laughs> and our website is sugarmamashimmer.com. That is M A M A. And if you are having a baby, you can do a gender reveal with your shimmer. Yes, we have color changing gender <laughs> reveals. That if you put them, they're white glitter in the jar. And if you put it in liquid, it turns baby pink or baby blue. It's, and so, it's cute. so cute. I Actually, do it just for fun. I know. <laughs> people are going to get pregnant just so they can it's have one. It's a boy today. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> and yeah. But thank you, as always, for coming yes. on the show. We will do a part two, y'all. Such um, a blast. We will put this on Instagram and uh, definitely continue this conversation because, yeah. Oh, gosh. Are you going to make me get material, like, a.k.a. go on dates? 
Oh my gosh. We should do <gasps> market no. research. Oh my god. Oh my god, wait. Should I do it too? I know, let's do it. Oh my god. Okay, y'all, we are committing before next episode, which we could record in, in like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. It's Christmas time. Even better. <laughs> it's still caffeine season. It is open season. This is true. Um, we will each go on two dates. And we, oh <gasps> yay, this is fun. Um, so if you have I'm anybody, like, send, us, send us their Instagram out. profiles on my Instagram. Just hit that DM, you know, and like send us any candidates, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to make this a thing now. Okay. We've, we've committed and we will come back to you. Why did How about I this? Say Let's go on a date with somebody in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Okay. That's what we're, that's what we're yeah. gonna do. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're we're gonna come back. Stay tuned for part two um, of the research. But here, if we could leave you with one thing, and please send us this energy over the next month. <laughs> Expect good, good things, things always, and, and they, they will, will happen. happen. <laughs> All right. We will tune in later and see y'all later. Bye. Bye.